This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, Human Highway. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crap all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Every now and again, somebody has an idea, and it's a bad idea. And then they go, ooh, and they don't do anything else. But when Neil Young has a bad idea, man, he goes with it. In the 70s, he had an idea for a comedy apocalypse movie of sorts. And it didn't just stop there. It went into production, and he made a movie, and took him several years to finish. And when he did, he had Human Highway, the movie that we're talking about this week. Something is just very 1980s weird art. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. We've, we've just did a whole show on it, and, and I, I still don't know what to say, other than you should probably watch it. But... Before you watch it, listen to us talk about it. Or watch it and then listen to us talk about it. One of those two things is what you should do. Um, show. Welcome back to the Magnificently Huge Podcast, the only podcast that we don't have a tagline for. Uh, my name is Brian. My name is Eric. Uh, this is Chris, which is also my name. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how are you today? <laughs> Welcome to the show, uh, everybody. Uh, man, can I still- can I can I share like a piece of news that I think is so oh, please. Uh, f- funny? Um, b- it, but it's political news. That's it, it, I, j- I just heard this last night. Um, Trump was okay, ignited. So- oh, sorry, ignited. So, so- Someone ignited Trump. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Um, McCarthy. Um, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. I, Kevin, thank you. Kevin McCarthy does the censure of the the congressman who led the Trump impeachment just to be a dick, and because he has no power, and all the crazies in Congress can get rid of him at the drop of a hat, so he has to do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. Right. So he passes his thing, and in the middle of it, uh, Swalwell. I can't have, I can't think of their first names. I just Eric know Swalwell. Congressman Swalwell. Yeah, Eric yeah. Swalwell. In the middle of it, and you can hear him as he's you know passing the thing. Says, um, "You are weak," you know, like just you're, you, <laughs> you, you, you just and like loud enough for everyone is already saying uh, shame, 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 uh, and Swallow just says, "You know, you're you're pathetic. You're, you know, you're a weak man, right?" And, and everyone can hear it. It's it's part of the record, which is true. He is a very weak man. But this is the part of the story I love. The next day, and this is this is like there's witnesses. This got reported in 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 uh, New York Times. It, this isn't hearsay. McCarthy walks up to him and says, "If you ever call me weak again, I'm going to kick your ass." Let's go, bro. Like, that's what we've come to. That's what we've come to. Yeah. No, yeah. but the the best part is Eric Swalwell uh, says to him, and the emphasis is. In print, he says to him, you are a pussy <laughs> and just like looks at him like, come on, do it. Let's you know, I'm I'm right fucking here. I'll rock you. Yeah, he doesn't say any of that. He just says those four words and waits for it. And McCarthy turns around and walks away because, you know, you don't say shit like that unless you're going to throw down. And I, I heard this story and I'm like, well, yeah, that's my first reaction. I didn't think he was going to you know, fight him. It's just who says shit like that and then doesn't back it up. But then my next part was, how did we get to this part? I totally, I don't remember as a child hearing s- stories about elected officials being such goddamn children. Oh, that all started about 20 years ago, really. Wow. And then, and then with Trump and the presidency, the coarsening basically just uh, metastasized. Yeah. We and get that's where ex- we are. This is what we deserve. Because we look at all this like it's entertainment, like it's team sports. Yeah. It's like politics is supposed to be boring and shit's just supposed to get done. Yeah. And now everyone looks at it like, you know, 
this is this is the empire and we're all the rebel alliance yeah, and all we of have a to sudden do something like a, about these people it's very, battle, it's very tiresome right like it's 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 all of us yeah. are gathered around <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is the this is the diss track against the bronx is what we're yeah. dealing with it's just yeah and now that and now it's it's yeah it's and before maybe that was okay when they were just characters on a television who couldn't hear us talking but now they can and they react to it and it's just a big pile of stupid i mean well, i mean it, it's just the same as the, all the the franchises that have to cater to their fan base or so they think and yeah, so you get yeah, all of this, the garbage yeah and this shouldn't be a franchise this is just supposed to be boring old guys I, like yes. coming up with tax policy i get what that the fuck? you know it i know i mean but, yeah. british parliament has been known to break out in actual fist fights over the years literally every other parliament but i'm, that, I'm yeah. astonished that it hasn't happened more yeah, on the Senate floor, I, the although House I do, ribs. I do appreciate that they have a much more witty and intelligent way of calling each other a pussy over there. Like, I think, <laughs> I think we could learn a few things. Um, I think they have a bit of a release valve in that the way they do things. The Prime Minister, while he's talking, has to just stand there and fucking take it from the rest of mm -hmm, Parliament, mm -hmm. and as they yell at him, fine, you know, here. Well, I don't know. We want to yeah. be like unruly that's, children and yeah, so we're gonna be you we, we don't have that stiff upper lipness that the uk is known for so american politicians are basically gonna just be like you come at me bro i'm gonna come back at you five times as hard <laughs> like that was literally what trump tweeted about being yeah. indicted yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> i'm sorry I you mean, come at me i come at you it's like i think i think america needs to fail now i'm now i'm like i i do hope that trump is convicted that he gets elected president, that he pardons himself, and that he then turns this whole place into a bunch of brown shirts. Because America now, I think, needs to completely fail in order to fix itself. I like it. Am it's I like crazy? America needs to fail now. <laughs> like it hasn't already. I mean, it hasn't. On, it hasn't. We're still pretending like it's here. We don't have tanks rolling this, down the street. I think we need let that. Me, we need to be invaded by Europe. Let me so put it in this. Let me put it in this term. Have you ever seen Force Ten from Navarone? Yes. With uh with Robert Shaw and Harrison Ford, it's like they're the the World War II commandos that go behind oh, yeah, lines totally. and they and they basically blow up a, a dam to send the river rushing down to kill a bridge that the Nazis are using. So when they do the explosion, the whole joke in the movie is that it doesn't blow it up immediately and they have to wait like 10 minutes for the cracks to show. That's yeah. where we are right now. Trump was the dynamite. <laughs> and so now we're starting to see all the various cracks in the dam until the deluge is unstoppable. That's yeah. where we are uh yeah oh in similar news <laughs> i i i heard the canadian wildfires they put out two to three times as much carbon as the entire uh canadian economy Dude. right now which is yeah. like it sounds big but then you know oh, oh, canadian economy uh well, whatever all, anyway, all but, I can but the but but my point is it's it's way more carbon than we could stop ourselves from using so i think we've crossed the tipping point where it's like oh, no yeah. matter how much carbon we don't burn the earth is already like now we're we're going to go full tilt into you know fires well, everywhere lots of carbon lots of heating well let's talk about brian living in the valley of the sun where they had like 33 <laughs> days of like 110 plus yeah or some shit. in a row i mean i mean it's still good that's, there's a reason I put solar on my roof because when the brownouts happen, I want <laughs> I want electricity. Damn it! But fuck yeah, fuck solar. Yeah. You need to get yourself a gun because the, the end times are coming. <laughs> yeah, just just shoot the next person that comes on your your, your lawn. Well, my my big plan uh, is is to hide in my house, try not to get noticed, and watch a bunch of movies and TV and video games and stuff, and then oh, I'll have new content. Hey, there's the a thought. <laughs> oh, I thought we were already doing the fresh shit. Eric's hey, if you're listening to us. us in the end times, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you downloaded this it? to your iPhone like a I'm year or two ago, it. and you're Are finally really getting, getting around it? to it because you're quivering in your basement? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're here for you. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was that show where the guy was playing the one song over and over again in the end times? Was that Kids in the Hall? That was Kids yes. in the Hall. Yes. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You've got a brand new key. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the best one in that entire series. Uh, anyway, I had an Ambum Blance. I've tried to get us to the fresh shit. <laughs> this shit is fresh. Oh, shit. That is fresh. This stuff is real.
I'll I'll go. I got a good one. Uh, as you know, I I watch movies uh, that I've seen before if I ever catch them on TV because uh, I'm just that way. So I've seen It's a Mad 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 World uh, a kajillion times. It's a three hour comedy, mind you, with a a very largely stacked cast of famous people from 1962 and it's funny and it's funny, funny as hell. you know funny in a way you would not believe from the 60s it is yeah. so just yeah it's, yeah it's high octane crazy it's basically just <laughs> ketone cops it was just uh, designed to destroy a bunch of shit uh, i remember fr- a plane flies through a billboard yes <laughs> yes among other things uh but stanley kramer the director who went on to do like uh what do you do Patton and uh oh christ he basically he just he did a bunch of stuff that you're you're gonna go oh that guy did that holy crap judgment at nuremberg inherit the winds the defiant ones guess well that guy he did that so sorry he's done a bunch but my whole my favorite anecdote about the movie is the fact that uh his other hollywood friends basically told him he could never do a a comedy and so he just set out to prove it wrong and he made like a three-hour epic <laughs> comedy just to be a dick <laughs> so that's and why hired every comedy yeah. legend around like yeah but all 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 considered you know has-beens or has-beening oh sorry i had to let my cat out uh nope. yeah so you get like uh Oh God, Spencer Tracy, Milton Burrell, said Caesar, Buddy Hackett, Ethel Merman, Mickey Rooney, Phil Silvers, Jonathan Winters, etc., etc., etc. I'm coming, Mama. I'm coming. I'm mama. coming. <laughs> so, so yeah. If you've never seen it's a bad, mad, mad, mad world, do yourself a favor. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's a, a definite bucket list movie, yeah. if ever. Where is it um, streaming right now? Where were we able to? Uh, or I you saw think- it on cable, huh? I, you can get it on, uh, I want to say Prime, Amazon Prime. Okay. Memory serves. So watch it. Uh, I, but actually, it's on, now I have to ask, do you have cable? Uh, it comes with the the package in our building, but we barely <laughs> ever watch it. Chris is the mm. last human on earth with cable. Everyone. Well, apparently everyone <laughs> in his building. Yeah. Oh, okay. We only have it because it came with the building. Okay. Like we cut the, we cut the cord like two, three years ago. Uh, but we just happen to have it. Uh, I would like to say uh, you can see it's a mad, 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 mad world also on Pluto and Tubi as of August 2023. Christ knows when you're going to hear this. Uh, and Pluto's where I catch after it. After the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. But Pluto TV is where I catch it because they just, they run a whole, uh, like a, a couple dozen movies uh, throughout the month. And this is one that just shows up all the time. Like my wife will watch, and I'll watch this whenever it's on just to have background we'll watch uh john wayne and mcclintock which is another big one for us don't ask mm-hmm. me why uh donovan's reef because we all used to live on or around mcclintock yeah mm-hmm. uh, i think that's and, weird and so yeah there's just there's certain ones that'll come on all the time that we'll just we'll stop and watch like uh moonstruck is on quite a bit so i've watched moonstruck a billion times now uh the birdcage you name it. Anyway, the, that's the one TV. of this ilk that that stuck with me and my wife was uh, Scavenger Hunt. Was, I wish I could find that. I have I it can, on DVD. I can I can bitch. I can loan I, it to you. I saw that in the theater, man. And my indelible memory of that is that before the movie ran, uh, they did a trailer for the Warriors and it freaked my <laughs> shit out. <laughs> I was like eight. That's quite it the combo. Freaked, freaked my shit out. There was. Okay, this is my only memory of scavenger hunt is uh, in third grade, we were going to have like, well, it was like the end of the school year and we were going to have a movie day and we had a vote in the class for which movie we were going to see. And I wanted to see the scavenger hunt thing and I lost and yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the movie was that was picked. Uh, I just know that when movie day come, I came, I told my mom, I'm not going to school today. Let's let's do a sick. I don't give a shit. We're going, yeah. we're just going to see a dumb movie. <laughs> That sounds like it's awful. So, like, even in third grade, I was a movie snob. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I remember from I'm going to go to the next theater and watch Sandlot. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing it all his life. Well, I just remember Richard Mulligan, uh, like, got stuck in a, like, knight's armor and was rolling around and couldn't get out. That was what I remember from that. 
but uh that was another yeah like a, a bunch of b-listers mm-hmm. <laughs> just rolling around uh doing nonsense uh but the only reason i bring up it's a mad 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 world is because it has one of my favorite english character actors from that era terry thomas and he's the guy with the the gap in his teeth if you re- mm-hmm. recall and he's got a very posh english accent mm-hmm. and so he was just he was like the the go-to just stick up your butt uh english guy in the like 50s and 60s uh, and so he's just he's in a bunch of different stuff as a character so i just on a sh- on a lark while i was watching it's a world i looked him up on wikipedia uh and then i made the mistake of scrolling all the way down to find out how he died and apparently he got parkinson's and died in poverty because he spent all his money on hospital care and they actually Mm -hmm. had to do like at the time the version of gofundme so that he could live comfortably before he ended up dying in like 1980 and i'm watching him goof around on this comedy and i'm reading this at the same time and suddenly i was not laughing anymore i I found myself (laughs) just going god damn it now i'm not going to be able to enjoy all of the mayhem that comes next so that was uh, a wait. So don't ever look Wikipedia up for your favorite actors when you're watching the movies because it just takes the the air right out of the movie. And don't don't your listen heroes because to- they're probably broke. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Don't listen to this podcast before you watch. It's a mad, 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 mad world because Chris yeah. will ruin it for you. As, okay. As, as far as we know, Terry Thomas had a fabulous uh, rest of his life uh-huh. uh, after this. So there you go. Sure. But uh, but yeah, that's. <laughs> That's pretty much what uh, what my week was like in a nutshell. All right. How are you? <laughs> I've got um so I'll 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 try to thematically tie mine together by talking about the fact that the writers and SAG AFTRA are all on strike because right. the streaming model is super broken. Right. It's beyond and, broken. And they're not getting any money and, worth And there's time. also for the first time, we have robots who can actually take over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, have you seen the Fast and Furious movies lately? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how they're getting made. Well, well. So, what I want to talk about is is what I'm really hoping is that this strike exposes the fact that there is no actual business model and that this kills streaming and why streaming has to die. I can think of no better example than secret invasion on disney Plus. <laughs> i can't even oh, i wow. can't even i'm so done with mcu i am yeah. not, i'm not even watching stuff now i think it was that that show last year where i like actually sat down and watched everything phase four mm-hmm. and by the end of it like yeah i'm like i'm so burned out i i could not give a fuck less i don't care if they do a nude musical i'm not watching it right Se- secret invasion apparently has like a 200 million dollar budget and i cannot figure out where any of that money went because it has the look and pacing and feel of like one of those direct to syndication action shows in the 90 like the war of the world series or some crap it's just right. terrible <laughs> it's it's like the highlander series or something you know like the p10 action network nothing happens it's all boring everyone is super old we're revealing that characters aren't even human left and right we're killing major characters and nobody cares about any of it like it's just there yeah (laughs) being a show i I, eh, it 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 makes me sad (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i i think we all kind of called it didn't we after uh uh Endgame. It was like I think I think we're done. They've resolved their own arc. There yeah. is no yeah. restarting this thing. And sure enough, there is. Yeah. Well, because for me, it was the the whole notion of they're they're building this twenty part movie basically. Yeah. And that always kind of had me stuck around. So when they finished it, I'm like, well, I'm not going to stick around for the next twenty parter because I just don't care. <laughs> that was a really good off ramp for everybody. Yeah. 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 I mean, Wandavision was good. Wandavision gave me hope, but man, it's just been diminishing returns Wanda- ever since. Yeah, yeah. I would say Wandavision is Wandavision's only success was in the way it, you know, parodied yeah. 
yeah. TV history, but the actual, you know, what was happening in it, I didn't care. I, I thought it was funny that they brought in Quicksilver from the Fox movies instead of the Quicksilver from these movies, mm-hmm. sort of right. commenting on it's the same character. But otherwise, that was the most interesting part of it. <laughs> yeah. So Secret Invasion is a giant nothing burger. The other thing that is not a nothing burger, but I think is an interesting counterpoint uh, is the latest season of Black Mirror on Netflix. Um, so this is how do I put this? Black Mirror is probably the best modern or reimagining of the Twilight Zone since maybe the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been really, really excellent and biting and satirical and you know, gut punch after gut punch. This season has one great episode, and that's about it. Right. Um, the great episode, however, is really great because the whole conceit of the new season of Black Mirror is to make Netflix the bad guy. Oh. Um, I like that the, the, the new thing now is to just poke fun at the people giving you all the money to make yeah. your thing. So this is very <laughs> much a biting the hand that feeds yeah. thing. And it starts with this um, this episode called Joan is Awful, in which this this woman, Joan, suddenly comes across a Netflix or it's called Streamberry, um, <laughs> comes across this Streamberry series that is literally every episode is like the previous day in her life. And it's called Joan is Awful. And she's played by Selma Hayek. And so then she starts to try to figure out how to like ruin the show by by doing shit the, to make Salma Hayek do shit to get the actress Salma Hayek to protest, and it just gets weirder from there. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. That that is a great episode of Black Mirror. The rest of the new season does not live up to that standard, but well, that episode does. Well, I mean, who's who's the guy that makes Black Mirror? I can't remember. Charlie his name. Brooker. Because he's the guy that also does uh, Kunk on yeah, whatever. Kunk, Philomena Kunk and yeah, Kunk which on is, Earth was the which, recent one. Yeah, which basically just takes the piss out of every single uh, like BBC documentary. S- yeah, BBC science presentation. <laughs> so, yeah. Did yeah. you watch Kunk on Earth? I've seen, yeah. I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it. I don't I think watched it's it all. As, I, I've, I've also, and I don't think it's as good as some of the other Philomena Kunk stuff even. Yeah. Well, the thing is, everyone knows the joke now. So they're like interviewing people who know not to laugh or mm-hmm. don't know that, you know, this is all, you know, they're, they're, that they're being fucked with. The right. original ones were people going, um, are you are you goddamn serious? You well, know? yeah, it's sort of like when they figured out uh, the Daily Show or Ali I mean, G. Was, like, yeah, she's yeah. basically yeah. doing Ali G from a British BBC documentary perspective. Yeah, Ali, right? Ali G for smart people. Yeah, is what it is. Okay. Charlie so, Brooker, that's the name. Yeah, I, I miss Charlie Brooker's annual wipe shows. Like, he did the Death to 2020 thing, and he would do mm. the year-end wipe, and he hasn't done one, I think, since 21. Uh, I still think Brooker is an amazing talent, but I also think he's kind of aware that he's done his best work already, and he's sort of like, <laughs> what else do you want? He's, <laughs> he's known Christopher Nolan by he stretch. <laughs> He had one uh, of those annual newswipes where he had um, Tracy Ullman as the queen. Yes. And doing a, an address. And in the middle of it, she's like, and this will be on you know, the, the, the Royal Family YouTube channel. So smash that like button. I, I just lost my <laughs> Smash <laughs> No, uh, fucking say that stupid guy. Smash that. Yeah, f- punch your computer screen. That'll make <laughs> that'll make you a subscriber. Shut the fuck up. Just click yeah. a button. Uh, okay. Anyway, but it's a sh- it's a short series, right? Yeah, it's only like six episodes. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not. I mean, Joan is awful is head and shoulders above the rest. And and also, if you haven't watched the rest of Black Mirror, man, watch it. I gotta say that that episode with Miley Cyrus is also way better than it should be uh yeah <laughs> yeah okay 
Okay. And, anyway. and it's funny. It is a good episode. And Miley Cyrus is still just as annoying as you would expect. I still fucking hate her. And I don't well, And she doesn't redeem herself in that. But it's a good episode. That but she, she kind of knows you hate her. And that's why it works. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's actually dedicated to you, Eric, that whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, that almost is more insulting. I know that I'm obnoxious and you hate me. Ha 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 So, yeah. so Eric, what's your fresh shit? Seriously. Okay. Uh, so we, we got Apple Plus and uh, started perusing the Apple Plus. Did and you do the Ted Lasso? Nah, I watched no, no, the no. first season of Ted Lasso and I liked it, but okay. I didn't like it enough to keep going. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I, I uh, started watching High Desert. That's I'm not going to talk about that. It's a comedy with uh, um, fuck. Why can't I think of her name? I have no idea what this one is, and what? I have Apple TV Plus. Why can't I think of the name? Leave it to Eric. Yeah, this is my new thing. I don't know names. It doesn't matter. Uh, you weren't going to talk about it anyway. What are yeah, you going to talk about? I'll just say it's 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 one that I may come back to because we're watching that. But what I am watching is a show called Invasion. Uh, season two starts mm, in a week or so. Right. This is and it's an alien invasion disaster show. So it's so right up my alley. And I, 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 I what I like about the show so far is that it's a slow burn you know most disaster shows in the first 10 20 minutes they mm-hmm. show you the whole disaster happening and everything after that is like what we do now that the aliens have taken over this thing is slowly parceling out the aliens are doing their shit and it's they're not doing it secretly they're blowing shit up <laughs> it's not secret invasion it's right. invasion okay. it's invasion it's just invasion, invasion. It's yes. just invasion. Yeah. right and everyone is like um are we being invaded? It's really kind of fucking awesome to watch. I'm a little confused by the timing because, well, first, we have soldiers in Afghanistan in this. Well, that's not a thing anymore. And then they start talking about this new movie, Mona. I'm like, okay, so that's 2016. So this is a new show taking place five years ago. So they, I guess, are gearing up to come to the present day where aliens run everything. It's, oh, that means Trump is about to get elected in this show. That sounds Maybe. very. That sounds very <laughs> they livey to me. But but it's something I always wanted to see. You know, uh, this is a new way of doing it. Actually, roll it out in almost real time. The oh, that, the panic. Cool. Um, the one thing I I guess I'm a little okay about this is it's it feels like they're they're doling out information that will be really interesting soon but they're doing it so slowly i'm like maybe they're not maybe this whole show is like lost where it's all oh. about the doling out of information that doesn't mystery pay off box. it's a mystery box yeah oh, that motherfucker yeah and <laughs> but it's 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 so like i'm a little but so far it's good i guess i'll have to get back to you on whether it's worth watching the the one thing to keep in mind is that the creators are David Well, who made Hunters for Amazon, which is a love it or hate it show, and Simon Kinberg, who is a very uh, erratic screenwriter. It's like he wrote some things you probably like, and he wrote some things you better hate. Um, <laughs> like like X-Men Dark Phoenix. That was him. Oh, but then God. again... Then again, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and uh, X-Men First Class is him, you know, uh, The Martian, the Sherlock Holmes movies that they made with. Wow, Robert he Denny really Jr. is just all over the place. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> it's like like varying degrees of quality. And when I like was spelling this stuff out, you know, when I was saying this to uh, my wife, she said, yeah, but Mr. and Mrs. Smith isn't actually good. <laughs> it just looks good. Because it's McG, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's no, true. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is uh, Doug Lyman. It's not McG. Oh, I'm sorry. It Doug looks Lyman. good because at, it has Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie at their who hottest. have definite chem- chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like there's a lot going on other than the script, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much true. This guy gets saved. <clears throat> but yeah, so I'm 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 holding out hope. But yeah, I'm watching that so far. And would, uh, all right. I, I wouldn't Arquette. hold that much hope for the credence. What's her name? Not Ar- not Patricia Arquette, but something else Arquette. Rosanna Arquette? Rosanna. Maybe it was Patricia Arquette. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. 
yeah is the, the one in, one. yeah she's the one in that high desert show i was talking about okay. a moment ago and well, she's also in severance and if you're not watching severance or schmigadoon get get to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah severance goes without saying i can't wait for that but that's i'm gonna have to wait for that because i have to wait for that why because you're just doing these things one at a time or season two hasn't come out yet well yeah there's no season two yet but that's what i'm saying it's okay. like i've watched season one. Oh, you've seen season, season one two. okay okay yeah. okay have you done schmigadoon yet uh no okay well what have you is that it then or you have something else you want to bring for fresh it no that's it okay that's the fresh it human highway Fuck, which dude I, yeah, yeah, this is another this is another one that uh, uh, Tanya suggested. She's like, you got to check this shit out. Have you ever heard of this movie? And I have seen the bits with Devo that they they are on Devo's, you know, video. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had no was, idea. I had no idea that this movie existed, but I'd seen yeah. the Comeback Johnny video and the Takes a Worried Man video on their DVD. And it was right. like directed by Neil Young. That's a weird Thing. Yeah, right. Okay. It takes word man to sing a word song. I may be worried now, but it won't be worried. It takes word man to sing a word song. I may be worried now, but it won't be worried. It's okay. A movie that um, was written by Neil Young. And this is funny. The we I found it on archive.org and there was one review there. Yeah. And it, the review, did you read it? It's like no. uh this movie was written by Neil Young and as a comedy writer for film he's a great guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly. this movie is like all the fucking over the place but there's so much in it that's good that I think I like this film. Well, I don't know what you guys think but I I think I think I think I think I like it. Somebody explain uh, what it just just describe the movie yeah, for the audience. It's, it. it's like car wash in that it's a day in the life at a cafe a uh, rail car cafe in the middle of was it Central City or something? No, it's and in Linear, City. It's in yeah. linear Valley. Linear uh, Valley, which right. is which is on the way to uh, whatever the city with mega mega Mumblepolitan City. Or yeah, it's it's, it's like all non-existent, but all about white American industrial ness. This is nineteen eighty-two, so like we're coming out of the dream of the nineteen fifties into a nuclear sort of horror dream of the 80s and it's still all fake it's like fake backgrounds fake environments everything is like models and yeah hey kids looking for the right bread to make freedom toast freedom bread look for the red white and blue bombs printed on the wrapper yeah yeah it's beautifully done Um, it actually really is like the, the the sheer look of it was was shocking to me like this is a no budget nothing movie from somewhere between 1978 and 82 and damn yeah i mean and neil young put his own money into all the models yeah i was gonna say the fact that he put three million dollars of his own money uh into the production was when i read that i was like oh shit because this is what he ended up with right so there isn't really a so there isn't really a plot as such is there there it's just a day in the life of this place where they're waiting for that night for the big musical show and uh they're the yeah they're there there's a cast of wacky characters who come in and out and don't do much and in the end uh there's a nuclear war and everybody's killed and they walk up a big stairway to heaven yeah yeah when i when i finished it uh i sat there sort of scratching my noggin as one would do uh and i really thought and this is my tagline like if i were the reviewer like bob fenster doing a review i would just say it's better with edibles because it's just <laughs> the whole thing yeah. is designed to be just sort of a head trip movie this is Glow. it's 5 30 in linear valley in valley area news the gas wars continue and local stations are bouncing prices all over the map <laughs> it's not even a long weekend do yourself a favor just look for the best prices and get pumped i guess but I here's the thing. There's like little things in here that are hysterically funny and they they pop out of nowhere. There's there's a, a, a Neil Young goes into the restaurant, and walks up to the waitress and the waitress says, what's on your mind? And I the, the way yeah, yeah. she read it was so where did that come from? 
or well, another guy who's like, yeah, there are all these women, you know, and the guy says, yes, it's the way these things are read is or so the, goddamn funny. Or when the, the limo pulls up and he's telling and he's talking to uh, the character played by Neil Young uh, to fill it up, etc. And he's like, uh, how much for the gas? Yeah. And then he walks off and the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just this weird, like, like very so, strange, just interludes that happen. Yeah, so, it should be pointed out. All the all the character actors got to create their own character for this, right. and yeah. a lot of the dialogue was improvised. So, and but, but, and just about everyone was on coke. But you got to mention who <laughs> the people are, right? So, right, like the guys that work at the nuclear plant. That's the band Devo. Yep. You've yeah. got Dean Stockwell as the guy who He's, has inherited the diner from his dead father and is just a dick right yeah You've got, neil young neil young and russ tamblin are the buddies who work the gas station russ tamblin is old school musical theater he was yeah. he was like the leader of the jets in west side story he was in seven brides for seven brothers and he's just a goofball in this who does some of the best pratfall work and as we're watching it we're like is that was that intentional? And then when I looked up his resume, I'm like, oh, it was intentional. Yeah. He's a dancer. He knows how to fall. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. And Neil Young casts himself as the Jerry Lewis character. Uh, this just sort of like hopeless the, dork. You who, mean the, who looks a lot like Stephen King. All I could think um, of during the whole thing was just Jordy Verrill from Creepshow. That's yeah, literally Creepshow, what he yeah. was doing. Uh, and, it was very distracting. And, but then, and then the cook at the diner is Dennis Hopper Dennis on Hopper. whatever the fuck he's on. <laughs> In the Did middle of filming, the... Dennis Hopper, while he was doing all that knife work, because those are real uh, knives, ended yeah. up actually chopping one of the actresses playing a waitress who had Sally to go to Kirkland. the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And they shipped him off to rehab. He yeah. was, yeah. He so, sucked yeah. up the whole time. <laughs> I was astonished just to, to look at this and see how many of the, the standard David Lynch players show up yes yes and it's just and this had the vibe of of like uh, a racer head or some shit uh where it's just there's like next to no budget and they're just making it up as they go (laughs) and a lot of waters a lot of a lot of uh uh yeah it it looked like a john waters film in a lot of ways here's watching subtle love of the 50s but at the same time acknowledging how kinky and weird they were yeah it's basically yeah it was uh the ones that reminded me of like I went through the laundry list while it was going on. It it definitely had a feel of like Forbidden Zone. It had yep. that vibe. Forbidden uh, Zone for stra- sure. Uh, Straight to Hell, the Alex Cox movie that was similar, where it's just hey, let's get a bunch of our uh, famous musician friends together in the desert and mm-hmm. make a movie that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and then Doctor Caligari from like the late eighties, oh, wow. like eighty nine. There's a poll. Uh, yeah. So it's and Fox Harris shows up in in both that and uh, Human Highway. He plays and, the the Arab in this one. But also, yeah. uh, I mean, you got Alex Cox, but Repo Man, like the especially the stuff with the light in the trunk. Like, there's definitely some some yeah. of that going on here. Yeah. So it was just it was just weird to watch. But the the attention to detail on the miniatures was just like it felt so disconnected from what was actually going on that it's almost like you're watching two different movies it's like one is all about the craft and the other is all about just whatever you want to do with the drugs you've got that day kind of thing (laughs) yeah well my my experience of this was like you know the very the very intro is is kind of interesting and you've got these broadcasts going out you know and and the the perpetual uh you know jokes like that every day it says you know the threat of war is more, even more imminent today than yesterday. You know, they say right. that every day. Um, you know, there's the bird gas. It's good for the planet because birds make it. You know, it's just these, <laughs> yeah, these ads. Yeah. So all of that is is fun. But then, like, they settle into them riding their bikes in front of the green screen and and get into the Which diner. And there's like a funny. full hour of just nothing is happening. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, this is a slog. And then the last half hour just goes completely bug fucking sane. <laughs> and okay, this I, is, but you have to work for it, right? You got to yeah. get there. Today's rat count <laughs> will stay well within the Linear Valley Regulatory Authority green zone of acceptability. So go with the glow and enjoy your normal lives. I would say, yeah, this is definitely written by somebody who's never written a film, you know, because it was, and yeah. everybody had to help him. You know, which is why there's so many of the cast in there as writers. 
And Dean Stockwell is credited, I think, as a co-director because Neil yeah. Young figured out he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's nothing going on because, again, he's trying to pull a car wash, which is it's a day in the life. So I don't need structure. I don't yeah. need a through line. I can have right down to having the DJ who's talking over this the radio of the whole time. Valley today is brought to you by Bird Gas. It's good for the planet because yeah. birds. Which is very, very shakes the clown to me. Yeah. Yes. But Shakes the Clown had structure, at least. Yeah. You know, well, that was the, that was the, the, the thing that really bothered me the most about this is the fact that it just didn't. I mean, I'm all for like a good, you know, Mondo time at the midnight movies. But this was it, like it, it just it fell flat. There's just, no it was all, plot. <laughs> it was the yeah the tissue of like the nets, basically. Uh strung together and it just got tiresome and then i swear to christ i'm glad devo was in it but i got so tired of hearing worried man blues over yeah. and over <laughs> and over and over it was just so obnoxious after a while first movie this, mark motherbaugh scored yeah yeah exactly this felt to me like if david lynch had been told to make a screwball comedy yes this is what would happen because again it's funny there are parts that definitely are funny but in between long stretches of what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a part near the end that breaks away from the 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 soundstage they're shooting on. The Wizard of Oz. Neil Young on tour. Yeah. 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 And and then him going to meet with a bunch of Indians where they burn a bunch of wooden Indians. And I'm like, what the fuck? I well, think I think what's going on here is it's like, okay, this is all sort of white man reality uh yeah. you know like not living in harmony and so then we're going to show you know th the native peoples who can live in harmony because they're the ones who don't live on the earth anymore because we fucked it up and then we come back and there's a nuclear war i think well, that's what that meant but i am i'm glad totally you brought up that little as much as i could i'm glad you brought that little heirloom because when he's when neil young is leonard the mechanic is in the garage and there's that cigar store indian Mm -hmm. And you just like to the in this day and age, you look at it and you just kind of go, ooh, ooh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of off putting. And then they actually do the dream sequence where the the Native Americans are actually like throwing a bunch of cigar store Indians on a on a fucking fire and <laughs> just mm -hmm. burning them to hell. It's like, yes, yes. OK, now I don't feel yeah. so bad about it being in the movie. He was going somewhere with it. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. So we're we're burying the lead here because at, at one point, the Neil Young character yeah, goes into a dream state and becomes Neil Young. But the most important thing here is that this movie contains the performance of My My Hey Hey as sung by Boogie Boy. Boogie. Yeah. And and the music is Devo. This, this is the Devo yeah. version of My My Hey Hey. Whoa. I found notes on that too. Okay, <clears throat> so Neil Young was a fan of Devo. Devo were like, Neil Young is that granola rock guy. Yeah. But then he told him about what a fan he was and that he wanted to make this movie and that they would be uh, uh, nuclear waste disposal guys. And at that, they said, we're in, we're in. And the first thing they did for the film was to go into a studio. And Neil Young was just like, I just, I, I had this song and I figured maybe we could jam to it. And they were like, okay. And apparently, yeah, they did that as where Devo just went off and they devoted it yeah. because they're fucking geniuses. Yeah. But Neil Young just continued to be Neil Young and <laughs> played guitar. Like, you know, it was just a standard rock song and they had their jam that apparently went on like way long of them just continually playing the song while they shot it. So <laughs> As you want to do. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, the my favorite anecdote in a baby's crib, a Moog and three microphones. Yeah. 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 Well, my favorite anecdote about that whole episode was that at some point, uh, Mother's Ball just sang the line, Russ never sleeps. And that ends <laughs> up being the, the big chronology CD thing that 
uh, Neil Young <laughs> no. comes out with with Crazy Horse later. That's it's disputed. apocryphal, but yeah, it's That's apocryphal, disputed. but it's still funny to me. So yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean the I I you know I obviously when we saw them working in the uh, in the nuclear power plant, I was like, oh okay, this is the origin of the Devo video for for Worried Man Blues. But what I didn't know was that the video for Comeback Johnny where, um, you know, Mark is basically in cowboy regalia in front of what's effectively a punk show is also from this movie. Like, yeah, they shot that. It was so weird, um, but it also sort of uh, rolls into like the men who make the music. It had a lot of that vibe, all the Devo stuff that looked like it was just lifted straight from the the weird film experiments that they would be doing all the time in the late seventies. So it just had that flavor about it, and they've I all think, got that like red glow because they're all <laughs> nuclear yeah. poison. Mm-hmm. And I think like a few months later, after it came out, I'm not sure on the release date, like not long afterwards, Whip It became you know the biggest fucking thing in the world well yeah. it actually so, came big during the making oh yeah right? whip it is 1980 this doesn't get released till 82 okay because yeah. oh, they started yeah. filming in 78 thing yeah because yeah. he started filming it in 78 and then finished it in 82 so it's like this weird four-year passion project for neil young <laughs> then you get this i'm like i don't understand it made me go back though and watch that the the music video for wondering which uh was like him in like that weird stop motion deal and it's that doo-wop thing it's got the same vibe uh so i started like this weird neil young rabbit hole for us for a spell so thanks for that eric well i i i think i i gravitated toward this for two reasons one it's on a number of lists of the worst movie ever made which i do not think is true no i've seen way worse yeah agree it's like yeah it i mean I'm not saying it's on the same level as Eraserhead, but it requires the same kind of altered mindset yeah. to to get it there. And there's some, again, I will still say there's some really funny parts and it's beautifully shot. I mean, they really put some thought into how it looks. It doesn't look like, you know, just some asshole with a camcorder, like yeah. half of the indie movies of the 90s. You know, my my biggest corollary movie to this one was as I was watching it. I know uh, what you're going to say. <laughs> I don't know if you do, but uh, in the mid '80s, uh, Sam Raimi and the Coen Brothers made a movie called Crime Wave. Oh, which was like a tribute to like pop, like the noir uh, sort of thing from the '50s. But it's also got some anarchic Keepstone Cops kind of stuff and dark humor, and it and it has the same vibe. And that one itself is also just a big hairy mess of a narrative, and it's just. It, it you just leave yourself like scratching your head going what the fuck did i just see but it it reminded me a great deal of crime wave when i was watching human highway I now no i want to know what why. eric thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah i do too oh i was going to say the wizard of oz well no um, only because you get that dream sequence but it's just funny because <laughs> then that rolls into david lynch doing the wizard of oz dream sequence and while at heart and so it's no. sort of like how much of this did uh did I'm, other people lift i wonder i'm sorry no i not Wizard of Oz, uh, uh, Repo Man. It's it's mm. that that kind of pre Repo Man, yeah, yeah. It's but but again, Repo Man shot on film. This is very. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like um, Meet the Wobbles. That's see. There's a number the, of movies. Meet the Feebles. Like yeah, yeah. Meet the Feebles. That this was another like one that I thought of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is I, there's which is, so much yeah. shit running through my head with this movie. Uh, uh, straight to hell makes me think of straight to hell. Uh, yeah, this, that's this also a very like, big, big alternate one. Yeah, this seems like the sort of thing that we would have actually gravitated to if we had seen it when we were like right out of high school or something yeah. like our our group of friends would have adopted this thing like it. It's but it not never came out on video or at least good. not until 1995. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it didn't it for whatever reason wasn't part of the midnight movie circuit. It just it came out. It flopped. 15 people saw it and yeah. it went away, the, which is so weird because it 
like years later, people were looking at it going, man, this thing would have killed on the midnight circuit. Yeah. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense why they wouldn't do that. I don't understand. The sure. the big thing this did for me was it, it made me reevaluate Neil Young because I just have not cared. I've, I've just kind of viewed him as part of CSNY, you know, and and kind of this the 70s relic and, and his voice is kind of whiny. But yeah. um, but to see him be th- this feels more like Todd Rudgren, who was also a contemporary of Devo's. Right. But like this is this is far more sort of future thought and and nerdy just straight up nerdy um in a way that i did not expect neil young to be and at least in terms of not in terms of writing obviously but in terms of like the cinematography and all of that and the the look it's competent in that way and it, it just it threw me his willingness to to be the goofball character threw me like okay i guess well i mean levels to neil young i'm not really paying attention to well that sort of rolls into remember when uh this notes for you came out and then everybody mm, banned right. it because there was a whole sequence where the michael jackson uh parody got set on fire in the pepsi commercial <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like he he's obviously got uh, things to say about the commercial nature of art the, and whatever. Uh, but I see this as sort of maybe test reels for later videos that he might want to try out. Because like yeah. I said, a lot of this just feels like they're little vignettes sort of strung together. But there's just no connective tissue to really make it pop. Yeah. And so it yeah. just becomes this look like dangly threads here and there and it just kind of leaves you trying to play catch up because you're still trying to reconcile the first bit and now you're onto something else entirely. And so if he like, had if he had hired a professional screenwriter to come in and like take right. all these notes and put it into something, it could have really worked. Because he's got a great visual style. He's yeah. got there was some video of his in the 80s. I don't remember what the song was for, but it was like a single mise-en-scene shot of him as a news reporter covering a car crash and instead of doing a report he's doing his song and it is so like just amazing to watch i love seeing his actually no this makes sense for an mtv generation it just needed like i say a through line uh, i mean script i mean it definitely follows a weird line of musicians that do just out of nowhere kind of wacko movies because you, I mean, think all the way back to like the Beatles doing Hard Day's Night and Help, mm-hmm. uh, or the Monkees oh! doing or doing Head. I mean, it's just that sort of weird vibe uh, that just doesn't totally with their that. persona. Yeah, yeah. No, the other movie uh, uh, that this makes me think of uh, was the movie The Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo. That was yeah, Forbidden was, Zone. That was Forbidden. Forbidden Zone. Zone. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was definitely one of the ones that I thought of first uh as this thing was rolling through so it was so <laughs> yeah the other thing that this movie gives us you know it it is you know as the nuclear war is is starting and the missiles are launching boogie boy basically grabs the whole movie by the throat and stares down the camera and he's just going off and i think mean, this may be the most mark mothersbaugh devo boogie boy mm-hmm. thing there is and he's just like now is the hour of sleep dig that hole and dance yourself to sleep listen up you stupid hippies now dig your hole and dance like a bowl you got a last minute shopping to do you better get it done now this planet's got the shits and it's about to blow there ain't nobody did you did you see in the end credits when they're doing the music that's like one of the musical references and it's bougie boy my struggle well they they have he does he does the post-nuclear war version of blowing in the wind which is just so dark and oh and how many children will dive to their death in that pool that no one has seen and how many sweating hands will squeeze pulsing pickles bright and orange spewing liquid vile and green yes and how many cancerous riggers will put holes in their wives 
stuffing, ice cream, and asparagus in between. The answer, my friend, is breaking in the wind. The answer is sticking out your rear. This is the other reason that, like, uh, of the two reasons I wanted to do this movie is it's a nuclear war disaster movie, but not. It's like, yeah. I love I love nuclear war disaster movies. I absolutely adore them. I hope that's how I die. But I uh, I had not heard of this one. And it doesn't disappoint. There is a nuclear war. Everyone dies. It was a musical number. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it, it, it requires a bit more of the musical numbers, though. I think that would have made it sort of pop for me. So something could happen? Yeah. It yeah. was more like I mean, the Blues Brothers that way, where it's like musical numbers interspersed with nonsense. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that would have worked better for me. I also think it, if they'd have done a better framing device, like, yeah, you've got sort of the specter of nuclear war, but if they could have set it up a little bit better so that you understood yeah. going in that this is the last day that everybody's going to be alive, yeah, I think it would have made a little bit more you could, of the dark you could humor come out. You can see that Dean Stockwell was trying to crowbar in a story about burning down the cafe to get yeah. like, the insurance money. And it turns into some investor who, for no reason, wants to buy the land. And it's like there's there's an attempt, but it's getting steamrolled by all the nonsense right. that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, there's a lot I, going on. A lot I like going I on. like that as they're showing the animation of all the missiles launching for the nuclear war, they have the radio guy saying, the threat of war is even more imminent than yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still, there's no way you're going to beat uh, Dr. Strangelove, though, with the ending, yeah. with all of the, no. the, the, the atomic blasts and you'll meet again. Don't know where. It feels like he was sort of trying for that sort of thing oh. there, and didn't quite get there. There's one shot in it that I thought was particularly dark, which was. Uh, you know, so basically they all have to dig their hole to try to survive the nuclear war. And one person is digging and they dig down to the nuclear waste from the power plant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can't even go there. It's like that, so. I did not pick up on. See, I remember him opening the door to the shelter, um, <clears throat> Dennis Hopper, and seeing the red glowing thing. I'm like, I didn't know what that was. I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Oh, okay. thank you. Yeah, that's they've been dumping the waste. You can't go. Well, I, mean, I mean, they're already like whacking radioactive flies in the diner. Tired yeah. movie. So it's there. Uh, it was that was like to me, that was very like night of the comedy kind of a vibe. Almost. It's just sort of like it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Yeah. So it just tried to be everything. Uh, it was just very I did, weird. Yeah, I did not mind. I must. I mean, that's my my verdict. I yeah. it is all over the place. It is a hot mess, and in a way, I kind of love it. I just wish they had cut down the dream with the Indians bit a bit more because then it turns into everything you don't like about Neil Young. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was really annoyed when that hit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because it just the filler. way that they it's yeah filler. the way well the way they did the transition is that you weren't all you weren't super aware that it was a, a dream sequence because mm -hmm. you just all of a sudden he just like a wrench falls in his head but not really and then he's like looks like he just falls asleep and then the next thing you know he's on tour and i'm like the f what this is very jarring i'm like i could couldn't figure out what was going on and then at the end when they brought him back from his <laughs> his slumber i was like oh okay i'm a dummy derp derp but yeah, I totally missed is, that because it's Neil just Young it's, is on tour and he needs to figure out how to finish the movie. So he starts making it about Neil Young being on tour and what yeah. he can shoot. I mean, <laughs> that's what that but is. But it's Leonard. It's not Neil. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was. So, just, yeah, it's, it was it's on jarring. the Internet archive, which yeah. means that if you want to watch it, it's totally free. And there's a scrub bar so you can skip stuff. Yeah. If you want we are going to gonna, <laughs> we are going to link to it. Right. So people can find this. Gem. Yeah, that's a good idea. OK, I mean, we would probably need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not seeing it. But the plus on the plus side, it's free. We actually used the Apple uh, streaming thing so that I could like throw it from my iPad onto my TV and uh, very watchable that way. Uh, I just a surprisingly good quality capture on the Internet Archive. Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, it's the director's cut. Which so, is just, just, just what you need. Just what you need. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch it. We I'm dare surprised you. it's not an Alan Smithy film. Like, no, no. like Neil Young wouldn't even put his name on it in the credits. 
But Dean Stockwell like got co-director credit. And again, I look at that and I think he showed up on set and realized that Neil Young didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So he said, uh, I can help you out. This is how you mount you know, a camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is what it is, but I yeah. guess I'm okay. I'm glad that I've seen it now. But uh, yeah, D- it just check, made me... check that off the list. Now we're yeah. closer to being able to die. That's, yeah. that's we, good. We it watch just... weird shit on the Magnificently Huge podcast because we're always trying to think of what we should do a fucking show about next yeah. week. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong with nothing wrong that. with that. So if you have ideas for what show we should do next week, hit us up. Go to our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. You'll find links to all of our socials and you need a link to email us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. And, you know, let us know what you think and then subscribe to the podcast and you can hear it. And then you can share it on social media feeds with your friends and spread the love. Everybody spread the love. Live in our K-Clo Linear Valley studio. What a day. The weather in the valley will be perfect today. A carbon copy of yesterday. Today's rad count will stay well within the Linear Valley Regulatory Authority green zone of acceptability. So carry on, Glowtowners, and enjoy your normal lives. We'll be here all day with news, weather, and hits, all geared to keep you glowing. So remember, stay tuned to K-Glow, glow, live from the heart, from the heart, from the heart, heart of Linear Valley. Join me to K-Glow. Hi.